Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Buongiorno, buonasera e bentornato to the Forza Italian Football Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Clancy, and I'm delighted to be back for a second week running, which is something we will be doing our very best to deliver for the rest of the season, I promise you. Unfortunately, Luca is held up at work tonight, so it's a two-man show for you this time around. Joining me to talk about the latest and upcoming Serie A action is a happy but somewhat sick Nicholas Carroll. Nick, we missed you last week. Are you happy with the weekend's result? Hey, mate. Yeah, good to be with you. I am a bit under the weather, so everyone out there, please excuse my voice. And I might sound like I'm possibly going through puberty again, but um, there is a reason. So, um, but yeah, happy with the result, definitely. Um, I wasn't expecting uh, three first-half goals like that, that's for sure. Um, I actually looked it up the last time Inter had scored three goals in the first half for a Serie A match was in September 2014 in a 7-0 win over Sassuolo where Icardi had actually picked up a hat-trick. So there you go. But, um, yeah, surprising, particularly given um, the way Inter has started matches generally this season, I guess. So um, the second half obviously was uh, disappointing, I think you could say. Um, it seemed like at one point we were trying to give them as many opportunities as as possible to get back into the game and you know to be perfectly objective i think the the referee had a bit of a shocking game um which probably favored inter mostly so um yeah it, it's good to get the win but um it's really a game that should have been put away um a lot sooner and it shouldn't have been that close towards the end but you know at, at this point i think um Inter just needs the confidence, so, um, you know, take the positives from it and move on. Yeah, it was a bit of a crazy game, I think it's safe to say. Six goals, three, as you said, in the opening 20 or so minutes. And there was a red card, of course, as well. But in all, positive signs for Stefano Pioli. 
if you put aside the Europa League disaster, they fought back to earn a draw in the derby last week and then a, pris- a pretty impressive win this time out. I put the question to Luca and Vito last week and Vito actually said he'd be surprised if Pioli lasted 18 months at the Giuseppe Meazza. But how long do you see him staying there and do you think it will go well? Yeah, it's, it, it is hard. And I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd probably, to be perfectly honest, also be surprised if he was there beyond 18 months. Um, just because, you know, it seems like it still is that sense of a stopgap to, with, with the hope that we might be able to get another certain um, coach that's currently in La Liga. So, um, so it's hard to really say at the moment, given that. Um, but, I mean, it, as you said, it's, it's been a good start for him. I think the way we went into, I, sh- I shouldn't say we, I should say Inter, the way Inter went into the um, the Milan derby uh, was quite good. Um, I think they dominated that and in a lot of ways deserved more than what they got, even though Inter did get that last second uh, goal. So, um and then, as you said, with the Fiorentina game, um, very impressive parts of it, uh, particularly in offence. So, you know, with regards to Pioli, I don't think uh, Inter at the moment needs someone that can come in and change everything and, you know, come up with these miraculous new winning tactics for the team. Um, I think at the moment Inter just needs a coach that's going to keep some kind of consistency and above all build some confidence amongst that squad because until they have that it's going to be very hard to actually utilize any of the talent that's there so it's a good start but um you need to keep building on the confidence and getting some consistency on the field yeah i'd have to agree with you it seems like the hierarchy at the club as we've discussed many times don't seem to have the patience for a new project so it does look for everyone as if Diego Simeone will come in whenever he leaves Atletico. So Pioli's probably a good man to just keep things ticking over more than anything else until then. Yeah, 100%. I, th- I think he kind of, particularly with the Serie A experience, I think that was a, a massive uh, plus for him and probably why he got the job over the other candidates that were in the running. So I think it very much is somewhat of someone that you can, I guess, rely on just to, to understand what's required in the Serie A um, the tactics involved and can generally run a team um, with somewhat of success. So, um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that point. Yeah, just allow us to speculate for a minute, if you will. Um, Sim- Simeone, do you think he's the right man for Inter? Oh, jeez. It's, or or it's will a hard he one. be given the time, perhaps more appropriate? Yeah, well, well, this is the thing. If I think if Simeone came in, it's it's really got to be an almost like another whole new project again, um, which will almost be a bit frustrating given that you know that could be two years down the track, and into starting another project. And you know if we haven't gotten anywhere up until then, it's you know it it's um, it's tough for a, a club of that size. So um, I. Don't think there's many people in the football world that will say he's not, you know, one of the top coaches in Europe at the moment. So um, I think he can do a good job, but um, he well, he, he obviously understands the Serie A. Um, you know, it was 
couple decades ago now, but I'm sure things have changed a bit. So he'll no, no doubt need to get used to the, the new game. But, um, yeah, I, I think he could be good. But it's, it, as you said, you just need to give him time to actually create a new era, if you will, for the club. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep on this topic, if that's all right with you. You mentioned that it's a frustrating time. It's kind of like a waiting period for a new project to begin again. So from an Inter Inter fan's perspective, what would be a success for this season and next? Um, It's funny. If you you would ask me that at the start of this season, I would have said Champions League qualification is a success. At the moment, um, I mean, I don't want to say Europa League will be a success, but it's almost what I'm um, kind of just expecting at the moment. As you said, it's just exactly as you said, it's a bit of a waiting game. So it's, it's hard to, there's not a lot of ambition. I don't think at the moment among the fans, given what's going on behind the scenes at the club, it's hard to really get excited about things Um, because, you know, I wrote about it a few weeks ago. There's just not a, a good culture there and, you can't really see how a squad's going to develop properly among that cult, amongst that culture. So, you know, um, I'd, I guess I would accept a Europa League position, but I think the way the club is at the moment, I think Champions League is, unfortunately, it's going to be too much of a struggle to get there. I think that's more than a reasonable hope or expectation from a fans' <laughs> perspective. Um, I don't mean to stick the knife in too much, but we're going to move across to the red side of the city now. (laughs) AC Milan, they they won again, Nick. After what was a tricky first half, really. The the trio of Suso, Jack Bonaventura and Gianluca Lapadula really turned it on in the second half. Although, as I learned today, not quite everybody agrees. But for me, Bonaventura has been consistently good since joining the Rossoneri. And now Suso is helping him to carry the creative load in the middle. On top of that, it looks like Carlos Baca finally has some serious competition for his place in the starting eleven. Milan, for the first time in a long time, actually look competent. And personally, I expect him to keep going and achieve a top three finish. If it's at all possible for you to put aside the fact that it is them, what are your <laughs> thoughts on Vincenzo Montella's Milan? Wow, top three, top three finish, Connor. I don't think more so than it being a compliment for them. It's more of an indictment to the consistency <laughs> of everyone else. Like <laughs> if you look at Napoli, they're a mess, and they should be so much better. And then yeah. Roma are just, although they're scoring goals for fun at the moment, they are a disgrace defensively. But but Milan just have something about them, and I think they can. I think they can pull it off this year. Well, look, I'll, I'll try and stay as objective as possible here, Connor. But, um, no, look, I agree with you that particularly the last couple of weeks, I think they've shown um, a lot more kind of, um, I, I guess, structure to to their to their game. I think they've had a lot of criticism. And from yours truly, myself, um, has been one of the biggest um, critics of them in, in not having much of an identity into the way they're playing um, I think they showed uh, a lot more, obviously, against Empoli in that second half. Um, 
the goals they were producing, the the play, it was, uh, and as you said, Suso has been a huge part of that in actually building the combinations there. Um, I think since he's found a bit of form, it's helped the whole team. They've been able to kind of play off of that. So um, I completely agree with you about Bonaventura as well. I found um, he's been kind of left to his own in the last, uh, well, since he's come to Milan um, and was kind of carrying a lot of his teammates for a lot of the time. So um, he, you know, he copped some criticism as well. But yeah, I think Nick, sorry to cut you off, but on the topic of Bonaventura, we put yeah. up a tweet today at Serie A FFC asking who the most important players were in this Milan side. And most people were saying Donnarumma, Bonaventura, Suso, Romagnoli. And we got one response and I'm kind of intrigued to hear your thoughts on this. Um, he doesn't have a real name. His name on Twitter is Philippe Mexes, but this is worth reading out. He says, Bonaventura is the most unintelligent player to have played for Milan. He is embarrassing. He thinks so slowly, it's amazing. He has nothing a central midfielder should have. Kids hype him because he dribbles sometimes, and that's really embarrassing. So, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, that's quite funny. Um... Yeah, I, I, I can see where, uh, again, excuse my voice again, but I can see where that um, where he's come from with that comment. Um, but as I said, I think it comes down to a lot of the, um, the deficiencies in that Milan midfield where a lot of the times he kind of feels like, it seems like he's had to just kind of create something from nothing. Um, and that's exactly what he's done a lot of the times. He's had to just pull something out of a hat. Um, so I think that's where that kind of element comes from. Um, I, I don't necessarily think he's a com- complete player. There's certainly a lot he can um, improve on, but I, th- I think that was probably a bit harsh for my liking, even as an Inter fan. Yeah, maybe just a touch. I obviously have a bit of a liking towards Jack for <laughs> different reasons, which we won't get into just yet. But <laughs> while we're on the topic of Milan, Kevin Pogrzelski has written an article on Suso's newfound form which is available, of course, on ForzaItalianFootball.com. And I assure you, it's worth a read. So head over there for that. Nick, just before we move on from Milan, actually, sorry, I understand you're quite keen to say a few things about them defensively. Well, I think I think this is the big um, but, so to speak. You know, they've been going well. Um, and as I said, I think they've shown a lot more character the last few weeks. But... Um, I, my, my kind of concern with them is obviously defense is a major thing for me. Um, I mean, you even look at the Empoli game. Yes, they were, you know, the dominant team. They won by quite convincingly, but in such a dominant performance, they considered 15 shots against Empoli. Now Empoli haven't produced more than 15 shots in Serie A all season, even in their four nil win over Pescara, they only produced nine shots. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. So um, my thing is um, basically in in terms of shots per game conceded, they're sixth uh, Milan and the only teams above them are the ones that are likely going to be competing for the, for relegation. So I I still, you know, while what they're doing is great and um, you know, a lot of credit goes to Montella in producing results from what I consider a somewhat uh, limited talent um, in that squad. 
but I just the way um, the way their team still is running and performing, I just can't see them producing this these results all season. And I think it's going to get to a point where the luck kind of starts to turn. And not to say that it's all been luck, because it hasn't, but I think at some point things are going to start going the other way and they'll hit a form sump. And that's why I just can't see them really pushing for Champions League. I think they'll kind of drop back down and they'll be down with Inter fighting for, unfortunately, for Europa. Yeah, I think you actually do make a good point there because one of the really noticeable things about them this year has been Gigi Donnarumma. And although it's great that there's this young kid coming through who's amazing, it's kind of a concern that he's had to be so amazing, if you get what yeah, I mean. Exactly. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it, it, and like, you know, you can see what Montella's tried to do and, you know, even a lot of the games they try and play it out from the back, but I mean, when I watch Milan, you just, I never feel, I never feel comfortable when they're on the You can't really trust them, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just, if I was a Milan fan, I'd be, I'd, I'd be sweat, sweating buckets every time they're passing it at the back because they just do not look comfortable. Um, and particularly when Ramagnoli is out, that's just uh, yeah, that's it's another a fun level. old time, then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Serie A FFC or on Facebook by searching for Forza Italian Football. Perhaps the shock of the weekend. Well, not perhaps. Definitely the shock of the weekend. Saw. So. Juventus be completely dismantled by Genoa at the Marassi. The Grafone recently beat Milan as well, but in truth, they look pretty average when they play teams around and below them. Before we move on to Juventus, I just want to ask, do you think Genoa are going to be one of those sides who they take points off the top teams at home but don't really do all that much else? Or am I being a bit harsh there? Yeah, it's... Possibly, and I don't think it's harsh by any means. I mean, you just have to look at the results. That it's simply just not consistent. I think. Um, I think it was only the two, the first two matches of the season actually, where they had back-to-back wins, and since then they haven't managed to produce that again. So, consistency is definitely an issue with um, Genoa. Um, not to say that they're, you know, that they've been horrible. I mean, obviously to. I mean, to come out and beat Milan 3-0 and do the, well, 3-1 over Juventus, um, something's got, got to be there, you'd think. So um, I definitely think their defence has been um, quite impressive, actually. On You know, they've there's been a couple games where they've let in a few. I think Atalanta was one of them, 3-0, if I'm... Yeah, but who who's not conceding at will to Atalanta this yeah. season? They come on. Exactly, yeah. So there you go. Um yeah, but I, I think um, yeah, a lot a lot of credit, particularly against Juve, um, should go to their defence. Um, so they managed to limit Juventus to just thirteen shots in that game, and only Inter and Napoli conceded less shots against Juventus all season. So that I think tells you something. And I guess just quickly going back to Milan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Milan point in when Milan beat Juventus, they had conceded 22 shots against them. So you kind of see the difference there in, in defenses. So Yeah, that's actually um, ridiculous. I yeah, I've noticed that you've come well prepared with interesting <laughs> stats this week, Nick. I always try my best, but um, I think um, you know, the offense is probably the the bit where they're lacking, I guess. Um, and certainly the the injuries with Leonardo Pavoletti haven't helped. So possibly that bit of consistency up front would would help to produce some more consistent results on the field, hopefully. So, um, you know, not to say that, but uh, Simeone is now starting to pick up some form. So I think there's a lot of positives there for Genoa. But as I said, uh, as you said, sorry, um, it's very much, you know, it's all well to beat AC Milan and Juventus. But if you're losing to the likes of, yeah, with all due respect, to Atalanta, Sampdoria, Sassuolo, you know, whoever it might be, then... Um, it's you know you're kind of going nowhere aren't you so um a lot of positives but yeah they just need some consistency i'm gonna pretend you didn't say atalanta <laughs> in that list of average teams and move it on was the first one that's <laughs> disgraceful that they're your go-to team for average look at what they're doing come on right we're gonna move on and well we're gonna stay in that game really and funnily enough as good as genoa were defensively juventus were bad they looked an absolute mess. Bonucci looked like... Go on, what were you going to say? Oh, it was just incredible. It's unbelievable. Did you see Leonardo Bonucci? Yeah. What was just, he doing? He looked lost at sea. Like, they really are missing their absentees. The list of which has actually just been lengthened by Bonucci himself and Dani Alves. The Brazilian looks set to be out for a few months. I think he fractured some part of his leg or something. And Bonucci looks like he could be out for a couple of months as well. So this week they take on Italy's best team, Atalanta, who <laughs> have picked up 25 points from their last 27 available. So you can't argue with that, Nick. Um, do you think the Juventus backline, albeit a makeshift backline, will be able to stop Alejandro Gomez? Well, I'll, I'll just take your comment as meaning uh, Italy's best average team. Well, um, but look at the last eight games. Come on, <laughs> no one has picked up more points than that. I'm 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 happy for for one Nerazzurri team to be pushing up the top of the table. So absolutely, get up. all the Inter fans to go to Bergamo. Yeah, only what forty minute bus ride, easy done. Yeah, easily. Just hop on the train. I actually I don't know if you saw the scenes in Bergamo when the Atalanta team bus got back from Bologna the other night. 
I saw they, some images in the house. It was ridiculous. It was like they had won the league, the homecoming <laughs> they got. And I was just sitting here in my front room uh, and the images and the videos and people were tweeting me and I was just thinking, I need to get over there before Christmas. So I went and looked at the fixture list and saw they're playing Empoli on a Tuesday evening, the 20th of December or something. Looked at flights and without thinking, I was just like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. So I just booked flights on a whim, and I don't regret it at all. I can't wait. Nice. <laughs> but um, right, sticking with Atalanta. Let's get back to this. Okay, they, Juventus. <laughs> Gomez. I mean, they definitely have the players to cause some problems, especially with Juventus having a understrength defense, and I can see Buffon maybe having to be a bit busy. Gian Piero Gasparini said that the Bergamaschi would have no fear facing Juve, but did acknowledge that their task would probably be made more difficult by the Genoa result last weekend. Defensively, though, Atalanta are pretty solid this year and they don't concede too many. So I don't think Juve will have it quite all their own way. This could be the game to watch in Serie A this week. And either way, Nick, I'm sure you'll agree, you'll probably see the Scudetto winners in action. (laughs) Well, I will agree with you on that. So, um, yeah, but I I think... I agree with you. I think it's certainly be an exciting game. Um, I, I think, yeah, Atalanta has shown that they're, you know, they're not afraid of taking anyone on. And hopefully um, this weekend won't be any different. Um, in terms of Juventus, as you said, the, against Genoa is completely uncharacteristic. It's very rare that, I mean, I can't remember watching a Juventus defence look so uh, just... Or, or I don't want to say useless, but at times useless. Go ahead and say it because they yeah. they really, really were. And it's rare you get to say this about Juventus, so exactly. enjoy yeah. it. That rip, right? Um, yeah, you know, even going into the game, okay, you know, they had a few out. But, you know, you look at that back three and you still think, okay, well, you've got Bonucci in the middle or, you know, he'll be leading that defense as always. But for him to produce such a shocker, it was unbelievable. And... Now, obviously injured, so um, there are some definitely some concerns at the back. Um, you know, I wouldn't be crying scared if I was a Juventus supporter just yet. Um, you know, they're possibly... I bet you would if Andrea Patania showed up at your door. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, you know, I, th- I think um, they've, de- they've still got, you know, the squad there you know, to be able to come back. And maybe there was a bit of complacency in that game, um, you know, possibly take Benucci's kind of backheel that he produced um, when the he was fate, defending. The best thing I've seen in Serie A this year was that backheel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that for him to kind of do that maybe showed they weren't really there attitude-wise. So, um, you know, I'm sure the coach will be right up them this week and, as you said, that'll probably make it more difficult for, for Atalanta. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't think they'll be, um, <laughs> easy to pay by any chance. I think their defense will be a lot more solid. You'd, you'd have to think given the rarity of seeing Juventus look such a shambles, but, um, yeah, I, I think it will be an exciting game. So, um, if Atalanta can produce a result, it'll be fantastic. I, Cannot believe you just uttered the phrase Juventus will not be easy to beat for Atalanta. Oh, that's <laughs> that's my season highlight right there. <laughs> Taking that to the bank. Um, so I'm going to push you for a score prediction, Nick, before we move on. 
Oh. Um, I might have to break your heart, but I'll go 2-1 Juventus. As much as I want to disagree, I just get a bit afraid to predict an Atalanta win because it's still Juventus. Yeah. I don't know. Um, there's a great image actually going around Atalanta message boards and stuff that I shared on Twitter. It's um, an image of the Grim Reaper wearing oh, an Atalanta badge on the front. And he's knocked on three doors that are open and there's blood all over the place. And the three doors have the Roma crest, Inter crest and the Napoli crest on them. And he's at the moment of the image being drawn is knocking on the door with Juventus's badge on it. And it's a beautiful piece of work. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that. It is quite good. I'll throw a question back on news. Obviously, um, the big kind of scalps, Napoli, Inter and Roma this season have all been at home. Can they produce such a big scalp away? Yeah, this is always, as long as I've been following them, it's been a case of they're really, really difficult to beat in Bergamo because mm-hmm. it's such an intimidating place to go and the fans are brilliant. But away from home, it's almost like they're a different team. But this year, I actually haven't got the figures to hand right now, but they've not been bad. Like There's not been a noticeable dip in form when they've been playing away from home. I think there's just something about this. I I can't see either team winning, and I would be really happy with a draw, obviously. And yeah. I wouldn't be too surprised. Obviously, Juventus are a, a difficult team to play against. It sounds ridiculous saying that from an Atalanta point of view, but <laughs> they're obviously tough. And I think just them having a makeshift backline could play into Atalanta's favour massively this week especially with Papu Gomez and Andrea Patania linking up so well this year. Jasmine Kurtic has hit a great bit of form. And Pesic, one of the new guys, I think he's a young guy, he played tonight in the Cup and scored, which was nice. I think it might be the first or second time he's played. So they've definitely got the capabilities in attack to cause problems, and they're good at the back. So away from home, it's going to be different, but I I'm quietly optimistic without trying to get too far ahead of myself. It's like trying to convince yourself that they can do it. I'm trying to tell myself not to say it because I'll just end up looking like an idiot when Juventus win 4-0 or something. Um, I don't think there's going to be many better opportunities to take it to Juventus, particularly on their own ground. Absolutely. Um, So let me have my moment of excitement. Yeah, and if you don't do it there, then your next away trips to against AC Milan. So I'm sure you'll get the job three points. Exactly. Easy three points. We did well. Well, Atalanta, sorry, did very well at the San Siro against Milan last year when they were going through a terrible time. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's another decent game to watch. Anyway, quickly before we wrap up things for this week, we should at least mention Roma, who stumbled or stuttered rather to a 3-2 win. I think it was home to Pescara, sorry. They absolutely dominated the first half, but seemed to get a bit complacent after Ed and Dzeko put them 2-0 up. They looked pretty shaky at the back in typical Roma fashion, but going forward, I think they're actually the highest scorers in Europe, and they look pretty unstoppable. What do you make of the Gialarossi this year, Nick? Yeah, um, as you said, um, their attack it looks um, amazing <laughs> at the moment. Um you know, even last season at times, it was looking, you know, almost amazing. But then you had Eden Dzeko at the front that was just 
you know, getting provided for and just missing some shockers. And now you kind of see the difference and the comparison to when Jekko is actually on song and actually producing uh, what a difference that makes. That it, it actually completes that Roma attack now. Um, you know, and I was one of Zeko's biggest critics. Um, and, you know, I'm still not his biggest fan, but I'm, look, you can't argue with what he's doing in that um, attack now. So full credit to them. They're, they're producing the goals like no one else, as you said. Um, and, yeah, it's for me it's just that defense, which always just seems to look shaky. Um, so it's... You know, it's they're, they're, they seem to go in kind of little um, a few games of good offense and then they kind of drop off and then they kind of don't keep that consistent run. But it seems like they've actually kept the goals running for quite a while now. So if they can actually get that defense into shape, um, you know, it would definitely start to make a more complete outfit. Yeah, Diego Perotti came out this week and said that they have the squad to challenge for the Scudetto. Personally, I'm not quite sure about that. What do you think of Perotti's comments? Um, I, I understand. Um, you know, he's, they're probably quite jubilant at the moment, so maybe caught up in it a bit. Um, I don't think they have the squad, um, a Scudetto winning squad at the moment, purely because of the team above them. Um, I mean, you look at Juventus have slipped up against Inter, against Milan, um, and then now against Genoa, um, and they're still four points clear. So um, you look at Roma, they've been kind of playing out of their skin. Um, and as I said, they're four points behind Juventus. So um, I think that kind of shows the, how much of a gap there is between Juventus and the rest of the field, that Juventus with all the injuries and, you know, they haven't been playing good football for quite a few weeks or some, some might argue all season really, but they've been getting the results when they need to. So, you know, I think once Juventus actually start getting some men back on the field, getting some consistent squads, um, I think they'll, yeah, I, I don't, Roma's, you know, I think honestly Roma will hold down second place the entire season. Um, Napoli would have been my pick, but um, I, it just doesn't seem like they're getting it together at the they've moment. They've just imploded this year. Yeah, it's it's not just not quite working for them this year, unfortunately. But uh, which makes me think, um, you know, next down from Roma is AC Milan, and I think they'll be not not a match for Roma anyway. So I think Roma's solid lock for second, but um, not for the Scudetto. I have to agree with you there. To be honest, as much as uh, you'd like to see a title race, you just can't. Even if this was to spiral into some sort of crisis for Juventus. It's so hard, almost impossible, to not see them putting together a ridiculously long, unbeaten run in the new year. It's a bit of a depressing outlook, but it's probably not too far from reality. That's the modern-day Serie A, unfortunately. (laughs) Remember, we want to hear what you think. So get in touch with us on Twitter or Facebook, or leave a comment on fodsaitalianfootball.com. So, just before we end things for the week... I'll give you a quick rundown of the results we haven't mentioned from around Italy and give mention to a few articles we have on the site this week. Torino continued their good form this year on Saturday evening with a 2-1 win against Chievo, where Iago Falke scored twice. 
Lazio battled for a 1-0 win away at Palermo. Atalanta beat Bologna 2-0. Cagliari saw off Udinese with a 2-1 victory, while Crotone held Sampdoria to a one-all draw. On Monday evening, Napoli, as we alluded to, stumbled again at a struggling Sassuolo, where Gregoire Lafrell equalised late on to cancel out Lorenzo Insigne's opener. Taking a quick look down the leagues at Serie B, Hellas Verona are top after a 1-0 win at home to Bari. Second place Frosinone could only manage a 1-1 draw with Ternana. One of the stories of the season actually comes from Serie B this year, with Spal currently occupying a playoff place. The story of their rise is really worth looking into, and we actually had an article published on it during the summer, which, if I remember to, I might share on Twitter. As ever, head over to ForzaItalianFootball.com for the latest Calcio features. This week, we have Kev's article on Suso, as well as a, a really nice and worthy reflective piece on David Trezeguet's time at Juventus by a debutante writer. Coming up tomorrow, we have Vito Doria looking at Max Allegri and how he will cope with Juventus's injury problems before the brilliant Marco Jackson returns with a build-up feature ahead of the Derby della Capitale. Be sure to follow at Serie A FFC on Twitter and search Forza Italian Football on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at Concalcio and Nick at Nick Z Carroll. Just as a final word before I say goodbye, I want to share my own personal and our collective condolences to the friends and families of the Chapacoense side who tragically lost their lives during the week. We'll be back again next week. I've been Connor Clancy, and ciao for now. Why people hate Monday? You can't hate Monday on my Insta. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.